it's another night at the Fireside Pub. Grab a seat, open a tab, and join us. Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, how you been? Not too bad, actually. I've been. I've just. I took a quick minute to look around my desk while you were doing that intro, and it's a goddamn disaster. I have sticky notes everywhere, but other than that, I'm doing okay. My desk is a mess with like Powerade bottles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm the worst at like. I'll grab a Powerade and drink it, and then forget to throw the bottle in the recycling bin afterward. Oh, yeah, I throw them out in batches. Like, there'll yep. be two or three water bottles on my desk before I go, like, you know what? This is too many. <laughs> Next yeah, time I get it, up, I'll... Once it gets to the point where I'm accidentally elbowing them off the desk, I go, maybe it's time to clean up. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah. What you been up to? I, honestly, dude, I've been... This is kind of crazy, but, like, all the plates are still spinning. Everything's going fucking great so far. I've played a shit ton of video games. I've been reading a bunch of manga. I've kept up with... Uh, Alright, one thing. One plate is kind of falling over. I haven't practiced uh, piano in, like, a week. You fucking scumbag. Because my lunch break is now... <laughs> I can't use my lunch break for either uh, my Japanese lessons or my my piano lessons because it's now either doing the show once a week or it's doing work for the other job. So my lunch break has been commandeered, so I have to do it all at night, which gets kind of, you know... Yeah. You know, I, sometimes I forget. But everything else, right. like, super good. Yeah. I've uh, I've been playing a fair amount of video games, too, Brad. Oh, really? You know, I think video games have been on the brain the past week. It's been Summer Games Fest, a.k.a. Key 3, <laughs> where Jeff Keighley has run his own E3, but just called it a different name. And uh, it's been... Interesting getting excited about future video games again. Uh, I, I've i been burned so many times in the past, though, Brad, that I can't help but not be excited about video games at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, like, the last time I got really excited for a video game was a little game called Cyberpunk 2077. True. And uh, I got burned real bad on that. And then the last time I actually very much enjoyed a game was one where I, the whole time up until buying it, said, I don't know if I want this game. And that was called Elden Ring. So. <laughs> what I'm um, learning, Jacob, is that enjoyment comes when you least expect it. True. True. But I've been playing uh, The Quarry lately. I don't know if you've heard of The Quarry. I have not. Um, it's a new game from Supermassive Games, the makers of Until Dawn. So it's one of those, like, story games where you make decisions and uh, it's like a horror thing. Mm-hmm. You're at, like, a summer camp. It's uh, It's been pretty neat so far, I think. Although, I don't know what it is about their games specifically compared to, like, most other games lately. But I think it's because the faces of the characters are the faces of the actors playing them that it's... It, it hits the uncanny valley more than any other, like, modern video game that I've played. Mm-hmm. And um, it can definitely be weird at times where when I'm looking at it, I'm just like, that mouth animation looks off. Like, I know how this should look. And uh, so that's been interesting, is to see a game that truly reminds me of the uncanny valley again. And also, most of the actors are, like, recognizable to me because it's either people who have been in horror movies or, like, in shows that I've watched. Or, mm-hmm. 
being like the, the horror buff from... that you are. Right, and like the main kid from like Detective Pikachu, isn't it? So like <laughs> I've I've seen all these actors before in real life, so like I know what they're supposed to look like, and just uh, some some of the animations just look a little off, but. Mm -hmm. Overall, still a really good-looking game. I think it's the best vibe of any of their games that I've played, which I've only played the two, Until Dawn and, and The Quarry, but they've made other, like... They have, like, this whole, like, anthology series called, like, the Dark Pictures Anthology or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's, like, little short versions of these kind of games, so... I haven't played any of those, but I've heard mixed things about them, so... Um, but of the ones I've played, I like the vibe of this one a lot better, and I think that it, um has a pretty interesting story and pretty good characters. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, other than that, I've been checking out that new PlayStation Plus. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I'm so outside the realm of game streaming that like it's not even on my radar. I forget it's a service half the time. Well, so the streaming is only like one part of it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the rest of it is pretty much like a Game Pass knockoff. Um, you know, they're trying to do their own Game Pass, so it's got, like, a lot of PS4 and PS5 games, and then, like, some, like, PS2 and PS1 classics that you can play. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, the game streaming aspect of it is mostly for, like, you can stream, like, PS4 games, but also, like, what's the fucking point? Right. I'd rather just download it. I mean, sure, hard drive space is a thing, but also, like, it's just easier and probably better to just download the game. Um, but the main thing is for, like, PS3 games, because for some reason they can't build their own emulator, even though they're a technology company. <laughs> they don't want uh, to build their own emulator. Right. They want to put the work into building their own emulator, which I think is also crazy, because, like, PSP games are on this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. So they had to build a PSP emulator. Yeah. It's not a streaming thing like the other stuff. So, like, I'm like, y you people can make emulators. I mean, you already did for PS2 and 1, so... But you don't understand, Jacob. Three is just so complicated. You know, right. The architecture well, is. I mean, you're right. I like that is the reason they give, and surely, like, if they wouldn't keep giving that as a reason if they couldn't do it. But the thing is, is like, they could do it. There are fans out there already making PlayStation Three emulators that work pretty good. So. Yeah, it's just like right now their their investments are telling them, hmm, what's the you know cost versus reward of doing a playstation 3 emulator and right now cost is too high reward is too low if and when that shifts we'll get a we'll get an emulator i think it's also they paid a lot of money for that guy kai company that is all about game streaming so they're like well we're gonna use this some fucking way yeah. <laughs> um but just like strange decisions on that service like i was talking to you the other night about like they have resident evil 4 on the service right and mm -hmm. in my head i would think okay why wouldn't you use say the playstation 2 version if you really wanted to get super nostalgic with it or why wouldn't you use the ps4 version that like you could either you could have the option to stream or you could download it and it would you know look pretty in hd and all that but instead they chose the hd ps3 version of course which you can only stream it's just fucking strange decisions like that that fucking set off alarm bells in my head that go like who was the person who made this decision and what was the reason that they made this decision explain yourself right now right like i i just i want to know like i want to get an idea of what the fuck you people are are like what was there just a dartboard that's my guess the 
different versions of fucking uh, Resident Evil 2 that are on PlayStation consoles, and they went, whatever one this dart hits, that's the one on our service. Because I really doubt that they went to Capcom and went, we'd like to put Resident Evil 4 on this service, and then Capcom went, well, you can only do the PS3 version. Sorry. <laughs> it's the it's the wheel of streaming. They spin it, and we find out what game they're going to go. And then, you know, the PS3 version showed up on the little arrow, and it played the... Wah, wah. Yeah. And I will say, I am surprised at the amount of, like, newer games that are on this. Like, it seems like almost, like, all of the PS5 launch lineup is on this. All three games? All three games, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I was surprised to see, because I knew the PS3 version of Demon's Souls was there. Mm-hmm. But I was surprised to see the PS5 version of Demon's Souls there. Yeah, that, and, is, a bit, that is a bit weird. And, like, Miles Morales I was surprised to see on this, and... You know, stuff like that. I just, I I was surprised at the amount of newer games. Because I assumed when they were like, PS5 games will be on this, it, it was going to be like smaller stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But no, it's, uh, it's a decent little lineup of games. And I will say also, the thing I was talking to you about, I very much appreciate that it's not like for like PS3 and stuff like that, that it's not just like, oh, we're just going to put all the good games on here. Because there's some, there's some shit on there. <laughs> like... Like, I, the Alone in the Dark reboot from, like, 2008, that is uh, a game that's trying to do a lot and doesn't do a lot of it very good. Yeah, they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with some of those choices. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I respect that so much. Because you know what? Not everything needs to be high quality, like, the best of the best of the PlayStation library. Because, like, in reality, if I really wanted to, I'm sure I've played those games like you know before or like a million and one times or something like that like mm-hmm. who really gives a shit but yeah it's uh it's just been interesting to look through that thing and see what's on there and also just strange playstation one choices like for some reason they have the toy story 2 game on there didn't know there was a toy story 2 game it was it was called buzz Lightyear to the rescue it was pretty neat for the time i remember i played it as like a kid so like i didn't appreciate it that much as a child but like looking back on it and seeing gameplay of it it's pretty neat for the time mm-hmm. um and i wonder if they only did that because they have that new buzz Lightyear movie coming out almost certainly yeah it's like a little tie-in marketing thing because I, I thought it was a weird out? choice but then i remembered that buzz Lightyear's coming out what'd you say Brad? i said didn't it already come out or am i no i think it comes out tomorrow oh well it looks weird i think that movie looks really good <laughs> it's something about Buzz makes me uncomfortable. Can I be honest? Like he look, he looks like a, a Doom guy a little bit. <laughs> uh, that's the crossover we never knew we needed. Like, oh my god, if they had gotten like the Mick Gordon soundtrack for that movie, that would have been kind of badass. I now just want to see uh, another Doom game where you can swap out your main character. Like, obviously, everyone wants Master Chief, right? And then you can put Buzz Lightyear in there. What other, like, suited people can we throw in? Throw uh, in Doom. I'm trying to think. You could maybe do, like, a Marcus Phoenix. Oh, that would be a good one, yeah. He's got a chainsaw. I think it would be really funny if they did it like Duke Nukem and Bulletstorm, where, like, they don't change any of the dialogue at all, and all these characters are like, why am I here? <laughs> that would be all- pretty good. They all have their own reactions to these things. Like, um, it'd be funny if Buzz Lightyear is, like, horrified. <laughs> like, <laughs> ripping apart these demons. 
because he's from a children's movie. <laughs> Huge tonal shift for him. Yeah. He's like, yo. But then, like, by the end of the game, he's like, yo, murder is fun. Yeah. <laughs> he just becomes a psychopath. That'd be kind of cool. I'm surprised they haven't done, like, the Wolfenstein crossover yet with Doom. That Yeah, that seems like a very easy one. It seems like something that they might end up doing in the future. Like, Doom Guy time travels and, like, or, or like, the Nazis open up a portal or something like that to mm-hmm. demons and they try to use, like, hell power and shit like that. Because BJ Blazkowicz is technically the the Doom Guy's, like, great-great-great-great-great-grandfather or something like that. It's the team-up we never knew we needed. I just think it would be kind of badass. And it would be kind of a good juxtaposition because BJ Blazkowicz doesn't shut the fuck up and Doom Guy never talks. It's true. He just does his little fist bump with his little, his little action figures. Except to say rip and tear in the new one for some reason. Did you ever play Eternal? Nope. It's like a really weird flashback in it where like they show that like the Doom Guy or the Doom Slayer is the same Doom Guy from the old games. Mm-hmm. And, like, they show him in, like, a gladiatorial arena, like, training to be part of the Night Sentinels. And he's just, like, fucking bloodthirsty. He's like, rip and tear. It's so fucking, it's, like, so fucking stupid and cringe, but it's awesome. <laughs> my uh, my brother played it, and I did not glean from his expression that it was worth my time. So I have not gone to it. I like it a lot. I think it's... It's a cool little evolution. It's more of a puzzle game, weirdly or not, weird enough compared mm-hmm. to like the old one because it's like there's very clear. I think the game even like pops up with like tips on like just telling you exactly how to fucking kill every enemy in the game, mm-hmm. and it's about like doing that and like managing your resources and like you know, being like, oh well, I need health, so I'll do a glory kill here. I need ammo, so I'll pull out the chainsaw or you know set them on fire to get armor like it's it's cool and different than the first one it feels like a evolution on that gameplay i think it's one of those things where it's like if you wanted just exactly doom 2016 again i can see it disappointing you Mm -hmm. but i kind of liked that groove of like because i felt like in doom 2016 as good as we thought it was by the time you get like the super shotgun there's no reason to use any other gun in that game True. Same thing with, like, you know, like, I mean, the BFG is, like, a limited-use thing, but you get enough ammo for it that it's like, why wouldn't I just use this when I have big hordes of enemies? Yeah, it's... I can... I understand that they they would definitely feel the need to innovate because I feel like, especially these days, the market is not such that we you can make the same game a couple of times and everyone's going to be cool with it, and right. their name's Dragon Quest, in which case make 12 and everyone's going to love you for it. <laughs> Wasn't the last one 13? Uh, maybe. Oh, no, it was maybe. 11. No, yeah, I played, I actually played 11. Um, the only Dragon Quest game I've ever played. Uh, I liked it, weirdly enough. I didn't beat it. I only got maybe a third of the way through, because it's like a 90-plus hour game and super fucking repetitive at some point. Uh, you gotta be in the right mood for that. That's the problem with all those JRPGs. I can't do that for 90 hours. Oh, I absolutely can, but, um... Honestly, my bigger problem is, one, there's only, like, three songs in the entire game, and <laughs> that makes me want to, like, rip my ears off. And two, the art is done by Akira Toriyama, who I love. He's a, you know, great manga author. Dragon However, Ball the man Ball, only right? knows how to draw three people. 
Yeah, it's Dragon Ball guy. Right? Yeah, it's the Dragon Ball guy. And if you've ever watched an episode of Dragon Ball and played Dragon Quest, you're immediately going, wait a minute. <laughs> Didn't he also do Chrono Trigger? He did, yep. Very interesting. Very Dragon Quest is much more in line with his goofy sensibilities. Like, the enemies look silly, and they have, like, this childish wonder to them. Like, that's much more in line with his first series, Dr. Slump, than his Dragon Ball stuff. Um... I guess maybe original Dragon Ball is kind of kind of similar in that regard, but yeah, it's I don't know, it it's great for what it is, and I will definitely go back to it. But uh, my time is filled with uh, with another game right now. So, oh, what's the other game? Uh, my brother and I have been playing a shit ton of EDF. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what brought this on. I think we were talking, you and I were talking about this on the show a few weeks back, about like the whole stupid fun games, we don't get that many of them these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and my brother was bored, he was just kind of looking through the PlayStation store to see if he could find anything. And he stumbled across EDF, uh, it was EDF 5 on sale. Um, there's, a, there's a new EDF? Yeah, it's 5, we're playing, uh, it's five. yeah, 5, right? Am I making that up? No, it's 5. Um... I didn't know that there was a newer EDF. I, the last one I remember was there was like one on PS3 that I can't remember the name of, mm-hmm. which I think is also on the PlayStation Plus service. Um, yeah, it's the only EDF I've ever played, and I gotta be honest. Like, oh, I, I should say the first one I've ever played in like a significant amount. I played maybe 15 minutes of of an older one. This is one of the dumbest games I've ever played, and it's fucking amazing. My yeah. favorite thing is the dialogue. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid, and there's like there's like four voice actors in the entire game, and it was it was made on a budget of a ham sandwich and a shoestring. I know, I love and it. It's so freaking good. Like, at you fight obviously monsters like giant insects and all this other shit and you fight aliens and it's hilarious the the one like the big tagline on the store page is like it's the first edf to feature humanoid uh enemies humanoid monsters right and my you know reasonable brain thought okay so we're gonna be fighting like like robots or people or like you know whatever it's giant fucking frogs It's huge, bipedal, machine-energy-gun-wielding frogs. And the best part is that everybody in the game plays it super straight and keeps talking about how they're so similar to us. (laughs) They're just like us, Jacob. They walk on two legs. Literally, like, the second mission you're fighting them in, you hear one of the soldiers over the radio go, I can't do it! He looks just like us! You can tell that that is a juxtaposition between the writer of the game and the art the te- art team. It's so fucking good. Like, like it was it was probably supposed to be like something similar to like a zombie or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the, the designer went, "What if it was frogs?" <laughs> it's it's amazing. And I I guess spoilers for EDF if anybody gives a shit. But you run into a second kind of bipedal enemy later in the game. And they're, like, robot-looking things. And they're a pain in the ass to kill. You have to, like, break their armor before you can do anything. But once you break their armor, you realize that they're not robots. They're, al- they're, they're like, actual aliens. Like, little gray American sci-fi aliens. Except they're, like, you know, 40 feet tall. What are they, and like, now, mech suits? 
Yeah, they're in like weird robot mech suits. And the in-lore explanation, which I fucking love, is that they can't survive in the polluted Earth environment. So they need these suits to protect them. That's and incredible. This whole game has like a weird backwards environmental message, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, yeah, these weird like gray generic alien looking things you show one of their faces for the first time and all your soldiers start freaking out and saying these guys are nothing like us the fucking frogs are just <laughs> like us they're our brothers in arms but these humanoid looking aliens they're they're monsters they we've never seen anything like this oh that's so funny it's amazing and the game is just chock full of shit like this and so halfway through the game the game itself asks the question that you've been asking this entire time. Why haven't we just been wiped out by these, this much superior force that has, like, crazy weapons and, like, teleporting spaceships and all this other shit? And the game explains through wonderful uh, radio dialogue. The entire game story is told through radio transmissions of, like, your commanders and other people on the field. Uh, that they won't use massive weapons or weapons of mass destruction... Because they're trying, they don't want to pollute the earth any more than it already is, because then they can't live on it. And they are trying to unpollute it before they kill us. <laughs> that seems like the opposite. First of all, if you have the op if, like if you have the technology to unpollute the air, it seems like you'd want to just pollute it as much as possible and then unpollute it afterwards. Oh, see, that's not that's the thing, Jacob. It's not technology. It's it's biology. When they die, they release microorganisms that purify the atmosphere. Huh. This is it the seems... stupidest fucking game I've ever heard. <laughs> but it also, like, the logic of that seems to me like if you're just sending down your grunts or whatever to fight us and we can just kill them easily with, like, our earth guns or earth weapons of some kind, then at that point, you're doing a, a favor for us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't understand, like, that, like, and they start, they shift tones to be like, pollution is the greatest thing ever. It's saving our lives. They can't, they can't mobilize because we're so polluted. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to play this now. It's fantastic. Uh, my brother and I went through the entire campaign. Um, he played, there's four classes. There's the... I think it's called Ranger, but we just called it Guy with Gun, because you're literally just a man with a gun. That is that is your thing. Right. There's the, like, an artillery dude who, like, his guns are kind of shitty, but he can call in, like, 47 different kinds of airstrikes and plop down, like, turrets and shit, and it's, like, healing bots. He's got all these, like, a support equipment and massive AoE. Right. There's a dude in a mech suit, um... Which is pretty... Oh, yeah, and the, the support dude can call down, like, giant, like, Gundam mech suits of his own. Oh, sick. There's a, a miniature mech suit dude who's in, like, an exoskeleton, like, um... What was that shitty Dark Souls-like? Um, oh, the Scourge? Yeah, the something Surge. like that. He's he's sort he's in something like that, and he has, like... He can have, like, shoulder-mounted mortars or, like, fucking... Giant machine guns attached to his arm. It's all that weird shit. Mm -hmm. And there's... I, there's no other way to really say this uh anime girl with jetpack nice. is the fourth class i think wing diver is the name of it um she has like just this helmet on a battle skirt question mark um and she moans every time she dashes so there's that it's what, a like straight a... it kind of it's more like 
forceful because she's like she's she's I guess supposed to be exerting effort right. to to use her jetpack. <laughs> um. So yeah, we played through the entire campaign on normal. I was guy with gun. He was uh support artillery man. And now we're playing through again on hard, and he's playing the mech suit fencer guy, and I'm playing uh, anime girl with jetpack. Yeah, it seems like you got the better end of that deal. I would, if, when you were explaining all those classes to me, I was like, damn, I want to play as anime girl with a jetpack. <laughs> it's a fucking hard class, man. And this game gets hard when you bump up the difficulties. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And, like, there's a whole fucking, like, stat screen of, like, all your weapons, and they rank up, and there's, it, there's way more to this game than I would have thought. Right. And we've sunk, like, 35 hours into it. <laughs> So I, I have a question that is just purely, like, for my enjoyment because I just like the idea of being people who can do this. Can you, like, blow up buildings and shit in this game, too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, like, awesome. almost the entire terrain is destructible. and Incredible. Either the, the guys you're fighting are going to blow them up or you're going to do it in the, you know, just as collateral damage. Right. Or not every weapon can do it, like... Guy with gun, his normal machine guns can't do it, but any of his grenade launchers or rocket launchers or, like, homing missiles or... He has, like, a shoulder tactical nuke that's essentially, like, the fat man from Fallout. Um, I gotta be like honest, Brad, you are selling me on this game more and more the more you talk about it. It's... Uh, it, dude, it's it's honestly fantastic. Like, if you just want something dumb to turn your brain off for a little while, it's, it's great. I'm gonna and assume this game runs, like, dog shit, though. Not a single frame drop in the entire game. We've been playing it on PS5, and with that how... That might be why. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Like, even on PS5, I would have figured, with how many explosions are going on, with how many hundreds of freaking enemies are on screen at any given time, plus all your allies and shit, like, I would have thought that, like, the second I equipped a grenade launcher and fired four explosions, that the game was gonna, you know, run at four FPS, but no. I think well, we see, experienced one jitter. That's what I remember about Earth Defense Forces. I was like, this game is fun and stupid. Like, at least, like, the one that I played. But mm -hmm. it ran, like, dog shit. And, like, anything I did seemed to just cause frame drops constantly. And, like, I was like, well, you know what? That's the, <laughs> that's the you know, the trade-off. You get a mm -hmm. fun, stupid game, but then there's, you know, all this shit. So, like, I mean, it's cool to know that it actually, like, runs pretty decently. Yeah, honestly, perfect. Like, I didn't... I My brother said he noticed one frame dip. I didn't. Um, mm -hmm. But literally, in 35 hours, one frame drop. Despite us, like... I don't think I ever went a level without taking something that caused massive explosions. Right. Because, um, I mean, honestly, I was guy with gun. Why wasn't I going to do that? There's, like, a handheld... Uh, a grenade nuke that you get uh, if you play guy with gun. Mm. And it has such, the like, the most exaggerated throwing animation... I, it's amazing. Like, he, like, straight backs up and does, like, three steps. Goes, and he chucks it. And it grows, like, six times and there's a giant skull on it. It's fucking amazing. I'm so upset that this isn't on sale right now. <laughs> like, it's $60 everywhere I look. Yeah, he paid, uh, he paid 20 bucks, I think. 20 bucks sounds perfect for this. Like, yeah. that, that sounds exactly like what I want to pay for it this game. And, like... Steam Summer Sales coming up. I'm fucking hoping and praying that Earth Defense Force Five is in the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah, it was a, it, it was a, it was a strange, wonderful experience. Like conspiracy theories get involved. Like the fucking the commander of the Earth Defense Forces might be my favorite character in fiction. Like, it's amazing. 
his line reads are so dramatic despite being so cheesy. You, you just keep you keep selling me on it. Like I just I want I I want this game now. And it sounds like a lot of fun. And hopefully if it's on sale, like on PC, I can like talk my friends into buying it or something like that because it sounds like it's most fun when you're doing co-op. Oh, absolutely. My brother and I were sitting on the couch for like, like literally all day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just playing this game nonstop. Cause like we, we were just getting sucked in. Like it's so easy to just like beat a level and go, all right, what's the next one? Oh, we're fighting this, that, and the other thing. Like I'm going to take this gun to do this and you know, I'll watch that, you know, watch that side. Like, cause I like, especially when you get the hard difficulties, there's like genuine strategy that you have to kind of take into account. Right. Like, different enemies need different sorts of weapons. Like, different maps, you need to have different approaches. Some maps, you can't even use all your, your loadout. Like, you go underground for a couple of missions. And so, if you call in, like, tanks or helicopters or mech suits, you can't because you're underground. So, the helicopter can't drop them. Right. It would actually be very funny if, when you're underground, if you call in a fucking tank or whatever, if it just fucking bursts through the fucking street there is one two actually vehicles that do that if you're underground um the artillery dude that my brother played gets a spider tank and it if you call it underground it shoots up from the ground that's awesome and uh i think just to make sure that guy with gun didn't feel you know completely useless when he's underground he gets a motorcycle that you can that you can call (laughs) this is great this is this is exactly the type of video game they should keep making. Thank God there's an Earth Defense Force 6 coming out in 2022. Oh, there is? Let's go. Yeah. It says it's supposed to come out in August in Japan, so who knows That's... when it will come here, but... they got to find the four voice actors that they get for this for this gig. I'm sure Yuri Lowenthal will be in that game. He's in everything else now, so... Dude, I, I we were looking through the credits because my brother, like, he knows I'm I'm big into voice actors. He's like, oh yeah, let's see if you know any of these guys. I was expecting like a you know a list of credits, but like there's like four names with, <laughs> with like sixteen characters attached to them. <laughs> Every soldier is voiced by this one guy. Every you know female citizen is voiced by this one chick, and she's also half the pilots. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. Incredible, incredible. Well, speaking of new video games, Brad, mm-hmm. I believe the last episode we talked about the play sta- the upcoming PlayStation State of Play, and released it the night of it happening. So, Trump. and it had already happened. At least I put it out at like midnight that night. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the stuff we had already talked about was outdated by that point. But we actually did get a fair little bit of stuff right. I was talking to my brother. We kind of we were pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. I think a lot of it was because I based stuff off of like leaks and stuff like that, so it was just pretty easy to guess what was going to be there. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I figured we talk about like the bigger ones. So we'll probably talk about like the PlayStation State of Play and the um, the Xbox event. Does that sound good to you? That works for me. I actually I. While we were in that little intermission, I pulled up a list of all the stuff announced at Summer Game Fest, so I can kind of so quickly scroll through. I. Is it on shacknews.com? Uh, no, mine is VG247. Oh, okay. Mine has it nice laid out and separated by conference. 
Which is oh, that's good. yeah, no, they didn't put that much effort into this. I can't tell what order this is in, but it's literally just a long list of. You want the <laughs> link shit. to the? You want the link to this one? Yeah, sure. Let's Let's we're looking at the same thing. Work on you know different stuff here and talk about it. Um, so starting with State of Play, which was the last thing that we talked about, we got the Resident Evil Four remake coming in March. Yep. The worst kept secret in video games, maybe. Uh, probably it's up there. Um. It is supposed to have VR content coming to it. Mm -hmm. And we also learned in uh, the PSVR 2 games lineup that Resident Evil 8 is getting VR uh, support on PlayStation, which I cannot believe that they locked that shit up again to their mm -hmm. fucking headset. Low-key kind of pisses me off, but, you know, whatever, I guess. I get that big name. You know what, I... I as stupid as it will probably be, I will probably eventually get a PlayStation VR too. I'll be honest mm -hmm. with you. Just to play like some of the stuff that's like exclusive to it, like Resident Evil 8. Because like, the whole time playing Resident Evil 8, I remember going, it's so weird to me that this game doesn't have a VR component. Because mm -hmm. it feels like it could have worked. I mean, it worked for 7, and it's same sort of perspective and stuff like that. Nothing in it was too... Um, like, I didn't... There was not really a point in the game where I went, oh, I can see why this isn't VR, because it would give me motion sickness. Like, it all... Right. Seemed pretty normal. Um, the Callisto Protocol, I thought, looked pretty interesting. I'm skipping over Stray, because I don't care. It's a fucking Stray Cat game. You don't want to... You're not hyped for Stray? No, are you? Ah, I mean, no, not really. But my brother is... <laughs> um, it's free. I'll, pl I'll probably play it. It's on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, why not? When it comes out. Um, Callisto Protocol looked cool, though, because that's like the fake Dead Space made by the guys who used to make Dead Space. It's the, the ukulele Dead Space. Yeah, basically. But it, it certainly just looks like Dead Space, so I'm <laughs> interested in that. Although, I did find out something very interesting, Brad, after the fact, looking through mm. the Wikipedia page. Um, this originally was meant to be part of the PUBG universe. What? Like, um, so, I guess, like, the company that's making it, I think they're called Striking Distance Games or something like that. It's all X, like, Visceral and, uh, Sledgehammer Games people, because after Visceral closed down, I, or before that, the main dude ended up opening up Sledgehammer, and they were working on Call of Duty for the last couple of years. Mm. But now they're working on this. And when they went to, they went to PUBG Corp. It was at the time, and they were like trying to start like publishing games. Now they've changed their name to Crafton, I think. But um, they originally set out to like make lore video games, I guess you could say, for the PUBG universe. And Callisto Protocol was supposed to be part of that, but now it's completely unconnected. <laughs> That's such a bizarre origin. Yeah, I guess there's still Easter eggs too. PUBG in there somewhere, according to the Wikipedia, but who knows if that's true. Mm -hmm. um, that looks cool. Tunic's coming to PlayStation. I didn't play this, but I've heard very good things about it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a Game Pass game. It might still be a Game Pass game. but uh, So that's coming to PlayStation. Street Fighter 6 looks really interesting to me. Yeah, all the aged-up characters now? Well, there's that, and also the weird, like, open-world aspect of it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, that seems like a strange way to to integrate a story mode into your fighting game franchise, but hey. 
maybe it I, works. I will say it does look like they're actually going to be street fighting, though, in this one. Yeah, which true. Which is interesting that it took six games to get there, but... Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'll, something about the way these characters are starting to look is weird to me. Like, Ryu looks like he swallowed a bus. This man is six feet wide. Uh, as he should be. Yeah, I mean he's he's a square of a man. Um, this new the the dude at the end of Street Fighter Five and the was it Luke I think the MMA dude. He looks like a fucking dweeb. Yeah. And Guile looked okay, but the fact he's not voiced by uh, Travis Willingham anymore makes me upset. Guile's hair looks so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. The the realistic uh, look didn't do Guile any favors. Mm-mm. Yeah, it looks, and it's weird because I don't like Street Fighter. Like I'm, I don't have the brain to play those games. Mm-hmm. But it looks so interesting to me that it like makes me weirdly like interested in it. Yeah, I mean, and this is definitely going to be a Street Fighter where they're trying to get more non-fighting game players involved because they're making uh, a simplified control scheme, which has been super popular among fighting game devs for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um. So if you know if people want to jump in just to play around with it and try this weird story mode like they made super simple controls so that you don't have to do all the complex inputs of fighting games so yeah i, th- I mean it'll be interesting i don't like street fighter either uh, I, I like fighting games but i'm more of an anime player um but See, I'll, I'll... I'm, I'm just more of an mk guy i like mk way better oh uh, yeah i think it's always it's always felt better to me fighting wise like it always just made more sense to me than like court it's so weird too because like if you really break it down it's the same sort of thing but like just the idea of like quarter circle forward ba i'm like no nah, like left right a fucking you know mm-hmm. regular shit <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what i need and i also i mean obviously like i'm a psychopath so i like the fatalities of course i mean that's half the reason anyone who plays that game yeah um but uh yeah interested in street fighter 6 i certainly will look at it more as time goes on and they show more of it um walking dead saints and sinners 2 i liked that first walking dead saints and sinners vr game so oh right that's the vr thing i never played it but i thought about it it's um really interesting it's almost Mm -hmm. like kind of a immersive sim in vr and it has maybe the most satisfying stabbing in any vr game because like you have to like you know take a knife and put it into the head but if you don't give it enough force, it doesn't go all the way in. So you gotta like push it into the brain. It's you uh, know again sounds psychopathic. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't, I didn't put much credence into the the whole you know oh video games make us into psychopaths and then I just listened to what that sentence was. It was like I can it, understand why someone would think that. They're zombies. I mean, you can kill real people, but they're zombies. So <laughs> you get a pass. Uh, yeah, it's it's less psychopathic than it sounds, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, no Man's Sky coming to PSVR 2. Very cool. That yep. The VR aspect of that game is, was always something I wanted from launch. And weirdly enough, have not touched a lot mm-hmm. since it's come out. But um, that that's a that's a cool game for VR. Um, Horizon Call of the Mountain looked all right. I never beat the first one. It's one of those games that uh, I was like, oh, that's cool, but not grabbing me enough to beat it yet. Well, this is okay. the VR game. Oh, really? Just a straight V? Oh, right. Call of the Mountain and Forbidden West. Is the yeah, the Forbidden game. West just... is the actual Horizon sequel. This is the VR spinoff. Because that's not confusing at all. 
I mean, it looked cool. It looked very graphically nice for a VR game, so mm -hmm. um, I'm sure that'll be fine. I just don't like the Horizon games that much, I'll be honest with you. It didn't really click with me. It just kind of felt like another like Far Cry type open world game, but with like RPG elements. Yeah, it was a solid B. Like, I don't hate it, but like, it's not going to get me down to 40 hours again. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales are coming to PC, so yep. that's good. I'm glad that those games aren't just trapped on PlayStation anymore. Because, I, I mean, every Sony fanboy is going to be like, Xbox just taking L's left and right, but, like, who gives a shit? <laughs> in, in the end, like, more people should be able to play Spider-Man, um... It's fine, I guess, that it's not on Xbox, but, like, it's, it's just stupid to put all of your, like, brain power into being like, yeah, this is our game, and the fact that somebody else is getting it now, fuck them. If you're over 16 and you have that mentality, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. I, but I see grown men on Twitter all the time talking I, about the shit. I know. I, I don't understand. Like, if you're, t if you're a teenager, you get... A pass. You are allowed to be an idiot because everyone's an idiot at 16. There has never not been a teenager who wasn't an idiot. That's just right. that's the way the world works. But if you're a grown-ass man, you should not give a flying fuck who's playing what game on what platform. I remember realizing that, like, Sony fanboys are out of control when everyone made a big deal about MLB The Show having to go multi-platform because of, like, their deal with MLB. Mm -hmm. And I felt like saying to all these people, how many years have you actually played the show? I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know how much you actually care about the show or baseball in general. Yeah. That, that you're throwing a fit on Twitter going, no, 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 no. Xbox can't play my baseball game. No. They're, they're too busy playing hentai games on Steam. They're not even on PS4. But they still got to, you know. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would... I would love to see the meltdown if Marvel did the same thing MLB did and went, well, our games have to be multi-platform. Your studios can still make them, but they have to be multi-platform. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I'd, I'd give it five, six years before we're moving almost fully in that direction. Because at this point, Xbox doesn't give a shit about exclusivity. They've fully integrated with PC, Yeah. right? And with Game Pass being the monster that it is... Like, they're all on the value approach. They don't give a shit if things are only available on their platform, because as long as you're in the environment, that's all they care about. Well, yeah, because, I mean, even... I mean, don't get me wrong, like, those games end up coming to Steam, like, Halo and stuff is on Steam, but, like, mm -hmm. they just care that they get your subscription money in the end, yep. or your money for purchasing their game on PC. Like, because, like I was saying to you, I would love to see Sony just go full day and day with PC. Like, just do it at this point like you're already mm -hmm. flirting with it enough your games sell well on pc like all you hear about is how like god of war sold really well on steam and stuff like that so like just do it like just go day and date be like fuck it you know like last of us 3 is on pc same day as playstation 5 like it's not going to cannibalize your sales on console because your diehard playstation people are still going to just play it on playstation and then pc people also have the opportunity to play it and you'll yeah. make more money overall by being in more places. Like I'm, You can't even build on a fucking console for people to buy, so why do you give right. a shit if it's only on your platform? And, like, also, too, like, 
I, I would love to know what the breakdown is of the sales of MLB The Show outside of um, the PlayStation console, like how it's doing on Xbox. Because it's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the last two years that, like, because it just started last year that they started putting out on everything, I would love to know how it, like, like how much money they get out of that Game Pass deal and how much, like, you know... Uh, how much they do just in regular sales and like you know like the ultimate team stuff with like um, what the hell is it called Diamond Dynasty is their version of ultimate team mm. like I would love to know how that is selling for them because if it yeah. is then it, it, it almost feels like why <laughs> why even and bother in like this uh, this whole um we have to have it on our console thing when you could just put it on PC. I forgot that MLB The Show came out on Switch this year, too. Did it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's very interesting. It seemed to review pretty well on Switch, too. At least from this one score I can see from a Nintendo website that gave it 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I remember the Vita versions of those games being really good back in the day, so I assume it's probably the same sort of methodology I would assume so um other than that the rest of the list I don't totally care about although Roller Dome I don't know if you saw the trailer for this uh no I did not it looks like Tony Hawk mixed with guns and it's kind of dope looking it's got a cool looking art style every preteen's dream yeah Um, coolest two things to a preteen Tony Hawk and I I guess that's kind of showing our age do do preteens this you know Nobody gives a shit about Tony Hawk except us now. Uh, I mean, that Tony Hawk uh, remake came out pretty good. I, I know, but I feel like we were the ones buying it. That's true. Yeah. Not not kids that. who were our age when Tony Hawk games first came out. Right. Um, oh, they also showed a Final Fantasy 16 trailer. I don't care about that. I don't know if you do. Uh, I do, but this one isn't grabbing me like i my favorite thing about final fantasies is the the party dynamics and the character interactions mm-hmm. and this one seems to be you know like final fantasy always does they never make the same game twice right the, the polar opposite of dragon quest and this time they seem to be ditching the whole idea of a party mm-hmm. and it's a much more singular focused story um which for me is not not what i'm into for final fantasy games but i'll keep an eye on it and if you know it seems maybe my opinion changes maybe i'll jump on um, I guess we can talk quickly about because um, it wasn't at this, but it was at um, Jeff Keeley's thing. We can talk about The Last of Us Part One, mm-hmm. which is the remake of The Last of Us. Most unnecessary remake in gaming. Yes. Um, as I've said many times in the past, if this is just the first game story, but with two's gameplay, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I don't know that it'll be worth $70 as a product, but I think it'll be good. Uh, not, not in my eyes, but, no. you know. It is coming to PC, though. Which well, is cool. At a later date, which is neat. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if 2 follows shortly after that, because, I mean, I assume they're working with the same engine. I'm sure there's some upgrades to it, but for the most part, I think it's probably they're working with the same engine. Mm-hmm. So... Um, would be interesting. I think that's I think that's how you see like some of the other stuff that's coming to PC happen. It's just because engine work. If they run on the same engine, it becomes easier. Like I'm right. sure like 
they made Spy- they're making Spider-Man for PC, so I'm sure they're like, well, we can also just put Miles Morales out on PC too. Like, mm-hmm. we have pretty much the pipeline there for that. Same thing with like Death Stranding came to PC, and then Horizon came kind of shortly after because they're both on the same engine. So right, do one, it makes it easy for the others. Right. Um. So I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. Is what I will say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they like make like big changes to the story i can see that kind of pissing people off but yeah i mean it isn't something that really needs it doesn't even need a remake but it definitely doesn't need any tweaks in terms of story like i feel that's the one thing everyone was like no this is, this is great right um i just you know i can see them in a way being like well we need to give some sort of reason to actually play this again other than just a graphical upgrade and mm-hmm. gameplay upgrade you know what i mean uh, maybe, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just accept the fact that you're cash whores and you're making a game that doesn't need to be made, and just accept it. Don't ruin the product because right. you you want to justify your actions. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty much all Sony had to show off at this. So I guess let's move down to Xbox, which was the next uh, big thing. If I could scroll down this long ass fucking list and just get to fucking Xbox already. The funny part is, is that when you said, oh, yeah, mine's on Shaq News, my brain went, no, Shaq had a news website. <laughs> that is, uh, that is very funny to think about. Just being like, is Xbox? Holy, Jesus Christ, how long is that's this what That's what I'm saying. There was oh, there so much is. shit going on at this fucking thing that there's too much. Um, so, uh, start off with Redfall. Um, new game from Arcane. I was not impressed. This is the only showcase I actually watched. Yeah. Um, I think it looks kind of cool. I like Arcane's games. so, mm-hmm. I, And I liked Deathloop a lot when that came out. And it looks similar gameplay-wise uh, So to these that. are the Deathloop. I knew it looked familiar, but I didn't recognize the, the, the well, developer I think, name. I think they have two different teams. They did Dishonored and Deathloop and mm-hmm. uh, that Prey reboot a couple years ago. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, I don't, I think this one might be from the Prey team, because I think Mm -hmm. the Dishonored team did Deathloop. So, I don't know. But I thought it looked kind of cool. set in Massachusetts, so, you know, hometown pride. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it looks pretty, I don't know. It's got kind of a aesthetic to it. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and the cool thing is that everything they talked about was going to be out within a year. Yeah, so, and and most of it's going to be on Game Pass, so. Yeah. There's really no, like, barrier to entry to try a lot of this stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. If, it, if it ends up being bad, then okay, it's just part of my Game Pass subscription, you know what I mean? Yep, no risk. Um, Hollow Knight sequel, did you ever play Hollow Knight? I did, uh, I... I big fan of hollow knight and silk song is like the white whale of of the souls like games where it's only real when we're playing it up until then we're we're not right. we don't acknowledge it it's never coming like well it's gonna launch on game pass yeah so. with uh you know when it comes out i'll be happy until then i'm gonna continue pretending it doesn't exist because we've been burned before right uh high on life was a weird trailer. Do you remember this one? I do. Uh, I don't... This is the from the Rick and Morty guys. Yeah. Um, I don't like anything they do. Oh. Um, no, I'm not a big fan of their of their stuff. And I understand why people like it, 
no no disrespect uh, or criticisms on that totally fine it's just not my cup of tea and this is 100 percent not my bag um i thought some of it looked kind of funny but it's just a, a odd game mm-hmm. like, like like look wise like your guns and weapons are just like alive yeah i mean it, it looks in line with the sort of the feel of shit they've done before at least to, at least to my eye like it, it's not that dissimilar from from some of their other from some of their other works it's definitely goofy yeah and if you like the tone that they usually have this seems to be right up there with it um yeah i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit on the list because i don't think we care about any of the riot games or plague tale eh, not really i mean the fact that microsoft flight simulator you get a fucking halo pelican is pretty neat but outside of that i couldn't i couldn't care less that is super neat i will try that out mm-hmm. um i don't think it's super neat that like that game uses google map data that is really cool also a little creepy in some ways but super cool i flew over my house the other day in that game. <laughs> there we go it's kind of neat um uh overwatch 2 this is such a confusing product to me yeah, well, Blizzard's in the middle, or I guess in the aftermath of imploding, so we'll see what this really turns but, out being. But also, like, um, from what I know, most of the content, like maps and characters, are still going to come to Overwatch 1, mm-hmm. just because of, like, the League and stuff like that. It's yep. so, like, what is even the point of selling this as a separate product? <laughs> uh, honest answer, there really isn't one. This is in all ways... Uh, somewhat of a dlc to overwatch one yeah but they want to pitch it as a sequel when it doesn't i mean i guess you're getting some upgrade like updated characters so like they get different designs or looks or whatever and also they're like Um, changing it up so i think it's like instead of being 6v6 it's 5v5 yeah they're doing some balancing changes and this this one's going to be free to play um or it might be the opposite it might be the other way around I haven't played Overwatch in a very long time. A fun game, but... Uh, the community just, is too toxic. Well, that and... I, I'm a little on the fence about supporting Blizzard as a company at this point. Um, mm. but just with all the shit that happened with them a yeah. while back. And their games are not fun enough that I... like. Uh, I'm not the most attached to my morals, but you gotta do a better job of pitching a product that'll make me get rid of them. Right. Um... Yeah, I don't, it's just, this just seems like such a weird product to me, and I just, I don't really know who at this point is excited for Overwatch 2, you know? Uh, anybody who's happy that D.Va gets a ponytail. That's about the only thing I got. That is true. My friend did make a joke when we were watching the press conference. I was like, oh my god, dude, they made D.Va even hot. Like, just making a joke about, like, how the community reacted. They made D.Va hotter, and then I went, I know, I didn't think it was possible, but they did it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, that's like 80% of Overwatch's continued appeal is the fact that people are attracted to the characters. Yeah. Um, Fallout 76, I just want to talk about quick because I think it's very interesting that the way they pitched that trailer was like, oh, we're going back to a fan favorite location, and then it's the fucking pit from Fallout (laughs) 3. Like, I I honestly, for a second, I was like, holy shit, are they going to throw, like, New Vegas in here or Capital Mm -hmm. Wasteland? Like, that would be... That would be the shit that would be, like... That would be a fan-favorite location. Right. N- nobody, I don't think, likes the fucking pit. <laughs> I know I didn't. Um, but, I mean, I think it's just cool that they keep adding bigger stuff to that game. So, mm. 
Like that that game has kind of done a turnaround for me, where I think it like I don't. It's not the Fallout I want, but it's not it, it's not offensive to me anymore. Like it wasn't. It's launched. the Fallout you got, <laughs> right? Uh, and I think the map in that game, like the just the main like uh, West Virginia map, is very pretty. So mm-hmm. uh, much better than Boston and Four. Um, Forza Horizon Five is getting Hot Wheels, which I thought was interesting, just because. <laughs> There's already a Hot Wheels game, <laughs> so why do they keep adding things to other... Because now it's Hot Wheels for adults. That's true. It's Hot Wheels with real cars. Um, Minecraft true. Legends just looks like Dragon Quest Builders to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting, I guess. Uh, skip past this. Diablo 4, do you care about Diablo at all? Uh, I like Diablo. Uh, 3 was... Uh, Fun, if a little weird. Two, I still think, is the best one they've made. Four, eh, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those wait-and-see type things. Yeah. Uh, the big one, the big news, I think, out of this, uh, Hideo Kojima's making an Xbox game, which we kind of knew because yeah. of leaks. But um, he had nothing to show, which is... See you in 2030, folks. Which is fine. Uh, he says it's using the cloud, so... I'm just very curious what the fuck this is even gonna be. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's Kojima, man. We'll we'll know the name in 2024. We'll get a screenshot of fucking Norman Reedus in 2026, and the game will be out in 2030. You think Norman Reedus is gonna be in this one too? I assume he's gonna be in every Kojima game. I don't know. I mean, we always thought that about David Hayter as Snake, and then he changed that up on us. It'll probably be some other celebrity, I bet. Mm-hmm. He probably he'll probably save Norman Reedus for when the inevitable return of Sam Porter Bridges. Um, Persona three, four, and five coming to Xbox slash Game Pass. It's pretty cool. That was real neat. Uh, it's neat also too that uh, Persona five is coming to Steam. On mm-hmm. top of that, that's the thing that's exciting for me because it's like I like Persona and I've always wanted to play Persona five, but. I think Persona 4 was so good as, like, a, a, a what's it called game? Um, like, a portable game on mm-hmm. Vita that, like, the idea of being able to get Persona 5 and eventually, maybe one day, finally being bestowed by Gaben with a you know, Steam Deck, that I could maybe play that game on the go. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to, to play the Persona games, but time frames and games scare me on a spiritual level so i usually avoid like i think pigment scarred me as a child so any game that has any sense of time i can't play that's why you've never played uh dead rising exactly like i can't i can't do it i break out in a cold sweat it's it's not pretty gives you a panic attack yeah i do i can't handle the stress i'm not gonna find all my rocket ship parts speaking of rocket ship parts folks starfield i guess is the actual big one yeah, I mean, is anybody surprised? It's a Bethesda game in space. It's exactly what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> I'm a little surprised. Because really? honestly, I, well, I'm, I think I'm surprised at just like the scope of it and the fact that it's No Man's Sky with polish. Because I, I just, I think I expected it to be more like Mass Effect. Where, like, Mass Effect, like, you can technically, like, explore a bunch of planets and stuff like that, but it's mostly, like, these set locations that are story-based, and there's, like, you know, bigger stuff on each of these planets, but it's not like you're fully exploring the the cosmos. 
No, I, I think this makes a lot more sense for Bethesda because they want to make a game that's going to be finished by their modders. And, uh, I mean, I think a Mass Effect game would be better. This is much more in their line where you're going to get a bunch of planets that I don't think there's going to be much to do on any given one, but, you know. Yeah, like, that's, can... that's the main question I want answered is, like, how much of these planets have, like, crafted experiences on them? Because they're saying a thousand planets, which is certainly less than No Man's Sky. And, like, I wonder how much is, like, actually being, like, procedurally generated in the sense that it's, like, okay, you know, we've made, like, one planet in each system or whatever that has, like, something to do on it. But the rest of them just have, like, basic, like, tile stuff on it where it's, like, okay, there's this base here. Like, basically the way, like, No Man's Sky does it. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be 98% that would be my guess. Like, I, the first couple of planets you run into are probably going to be scripted so that they can curate your tutorial and they can curate your initial experience. Uh, once you get into the game proper, my bet is all procedural. Mm. With maybe, maybe one or two planets that are specifically important for certain things are probably scripted. Like, the midway point, if there's some important story beat they need to hit or there's a uh, important story location that's probably going to be curated everything else is probably going to be procedural because you can't like to me as soon as i see a thousand planets and what looks like a bethesda game my thoughts are okay so you you took the problem that your games have always had and just exasperated it by 10 <laughs> like right right i mean i think i can't believe it i can't believe todd howard is doing this to me again he does it every time. How many times are we going to let him get away with it? The man's charisma stat needs to be taken down a little bit because he's, he's <laughs> put all of his points into charisma. And, like, and he... I think the thing is with this game, right, is they've mm -hmm. delayed it. So everything's pretty much probably final, what, what they're showing here. So there's not, like, a lot that can be fucked with. Yeah, I wouldn't expect any major system changes if you didn't like what you see. But I liked what I saw is the weird, like, fucked up thing about it is, like, I think almost in a way, like, making No Man's Sky with a point or, like, a purpose, mm -hmm. which would be, like, the narrative aspect of this RPG, I think is, like, exactly kind of what I wanted out of No Man's Sky, which is, like, I like No Man's Sky. I think they've done a lot of work to it to, to bring it up to a level where it needed to be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that game feels a little aimless as you're playing it. Whereas I think, like, you know, adding a point to being, like, there's a reason why I would go to these planets and, and get things, like, resources or whatever on the planets. Or maybe there's, like, a cool... Like, they show, like, that weird, like, cyberpunk-looking city on one of the planets. And I'm like, that shit is dope. I wish No mm -hmm. Man's Sky had had stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where, like, every system has some sort of like hub planet that has life on it instead of just like you know the the weird bases spread out by miles that just mm -hmm. have like one dude in it um and yeah they'll make a this world is going to be more populated than anything we met in no man's sky but yeah. it, i mean i'm not surprised that you know people are excited for it i'm not surprised that you're excited for it you like you're a big fan of Bethesda games i've oof, i don't even know um, <laughs> I mean, you've played enough of them. <laughs> I, like, I like a lot of them. I like a lot of the things that they do. I think the last couple, like, you know, we were talking about 76. I think 76 is 
come a decent way since launch, but when it launched, it was garbage. I was not a huge fan of Fallout 4 um, once everything was said and done with that. Like, I think, like, the beginning, like, when that game first came out, I think I was kind of high on it because I was like, oh, it's a new Fallout. But um, didn't really do anything for me. Skyrim was fun at the time, but, like, they've soured my impression on that game as time has gone on. Mm-hmm. by just constantly re-releasing it and um, also like you know looking back on it and it's shortcomings it's definitely not like the perfect RPG that they made it out to be like I think like Fallout 4 and New Vegas which they didn't even technically make that was like Obsidian but I mean it's mm-hmm. in their same sort of framework were the games that I like the most and I like like space games so yeah if you want Skyrim in space with spaceships this is what that's what that's gonna be. If you played Skyrim and went, uh, I don't like the way Bethesda makes games. This is not gonna change your mind. That's yeah. That's that's the other thing. But I, I think like the level of customization to it, I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you completely customize your spaceship, I think is neat. Yeah. Um, the character creator looks better than any of their other games. Like the character creator in Fallout Four was ass. I've never liked any of their character creators, honestly. Right. Every like everything from Morrowind forward, I I don't think has been very good. <laughs> right, right. And this one looks better, mm-hmm. but I mean, it remains to be seen how the actual character creator is. I like that it's a silent protagonist again. It's not. It doesn't have mm-hmm. voice acting like four or Fallout yep. Four. Um, I like that. Um, the one thing I will say that is a little disappointing, mainly just because like. A team of 10 people could do this it's surprising that bethesda can't is it doesn't have like the you fly out of the atmosphere yourself stuff like no man's sky does uh yeah i thought i saw an interview or a, yeah. a snippet saying that they, they didn't find it was that important to starfield players i two questions one where are they like who's who's playing starfield except internal bethesda people at this point well that's what i'm saying i bet internal bethesda people are like yeah it's not you don't need it <laughs> Uh, you're, yeah, but that's one kind of a self-selecting bias. Like I <laughs> said, I can see internal people saying it. I bet if they had had outside people doing it, being like, no, that shit's cool. Like, that's the that was the coolest thing about No Man's Sky when it came out, was being like, fuck, like, this is neat that you can just fucking fly straight up into space. Like, Yep. And, like, and does, does that take away from it, the fact that it's probably just going to be, like, a cutscene that shows you flying into space? Like, not really. Like, if anything, I think it'll actually make the game uh, run better just in the sense that, like, there's a load between space and planet. So, like, it's not going to be, like, I mean, I don't know how No Man's Sky does it and what kind of background processes there are. But, you know, I can I can see a game, like, at the fidelity that Starfield is at compared to, like, how No Man's Sky is kind of basic looking. I can see that kind of fucking with it a little bit. Jacob, let's be honest with ourselves here. You hit, one, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like that's, I think the loading thing is exactly why they're not doing it. It doesn't have a damn thing to do about people don't think it's that important. Right. It's that Bethesda can't do it because their games have always had terrible loading times. Right. Like Fallout 4 had awful loading times unless you uncapped the frame rate. But because Bethesda always ships their game with a 60 frame cap, it was terrible. No, it's 30, I think, on console. I think you're right, actually. I think it might be 30. Um, and that that murdered the load times. No. And I expect Starfield to have the same exact loading issues that every other Bethesda game has had up to this point. 
and I can only, I can, I, from day one, I, as soon as No Man's Sky came out and Bethesda was like, uh-oh, we have to make our own procedurally generated space game, one of the devs was like, fine, but we can't do the space flying thing. Like, that's just off the table right now. I'm just... <laughs> right, and like, like I said, that's fine. It's not, it's not a deal breaker to, you know, to being like, well, you can't fly, you can't just fly straight into space. No deal. No thank you, Starfield. It is just a little disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's this. I want to see the game when it's out in, in people's hands, because if it looks like every other piece of Bethesda jank that right. we've gotten to this point, and I, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm being pretty harsh on Bethesda games. I don't mind them. They're not my favorite kind of game, but I've I've played Skyrim a good bit. I've, I've played Morrowind. I've played Fallout New Vegas. I've played 4. Like, played a good number of these games. And they're all incredibly janky. Like, yeah. every single one. And they've never made a game that wasn't jank and had to be fixed by people outside of Bethesda's sphere. Yeah, and, and that's... That's kind of my hope with the fact that they delayed this one because I think it was originally supposed to come out, like, November this year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they delayed it to next year, hopefully they iron out some of that jank. So it's not as janky at launch. Because I think... I think, in a way, Bethesda understands that they have this reputation that they do, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of want to get ahead of that and have that not be the narrative around this one. You know what I mean? I mean, I think, I think they would like that. Oh, excuse me, I, but I think at the same time they're they're cognizant of the fact that it's not affecting their bottom line. No, like, and and but I think also. If it's, even though it's not affecting their bottom line, I think they also would like <laughs> to change that narrative around their games. You know what I mean? I think it's... Sure. But if there's ever a game that they don't need to worry about that on, it's this one. Because think of the think of the next games that are coming out, right? They have the next Elder Scrolls and the next Fallout, or the next two games on the docket. Yeah. And so, let's say this game comes out, and it's still jank, they couldn't polish it up, and, every, and that's the narrative around this game. But that's the release is another janky game. Right. Yeah. Maybe Starfield suffers a bit in its sales because of that, because it doesn't have the same pull as their other franchises. When the next games come out, it doesn't matter that this game was janky, or that all their other games was janky, because it's going to be a new Elder Scrolls, or it's going to be a new Fallout, which have mass name appeal, right. so nobody's going to give a shit. So if there's ever a game that Bethesda makes that almost has permission to be jank and it's not going to have any consequences, it's this one. <laughs> True. I'm, I'm maybe... I'm hoping for the best, but expecting the worst is really... Oh, yeah, I I mean, I, I hope it's good, I hope it's fun, but you know what, if the first time I booted this game, I clip through my spaceship and I start falling through the six planets, I'm not going to be surprised. Right, right, definitely. Um, although this has been in development since 2015, so they've been working on it for a while, so who knows? Uh, what Maybe f- you'll get to the second planet before you clip through something. <laughs> I'm saying, though, is who knows? Because we were talking about, like, the whole procedural procedural generation thing. I mean, that's a lot of time to be working on a game. Maybe there is more curated stuff out there than we think. But also, at the same time, Todd Howard's like, we can't wait to see what you find. So, <laughs> fuck yeah, knows. No, I don't expect... Like, there might be one curated path... Well, yeah, you know, no, like there's the, going to be, like, the critical path that takes you to, like, the planets that they've definitely built as, like, part of their campaign or, or storyline narrative mm-hmm. that obviously will be, like, 
you know, the best built planets and stuff. But what I'm hoping is just that there are planets that are, um, that are built like in a way where it's, you know, it's not as populated or not as like, you know, striking, I'll say as like, you know, the main critical path planets, but still has cool stuff on it. That isn't just like a computer made this. So it looks a little weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, my uh, my hopes are not high. I can't wait to go to Planet Schmiffeldorf, you know, and yeah. it's four identical cousins. I think that that's also the thing with this too is that like, No Man's Sky is built as a game around like discovery. I don't know how much this game in particular is built around like discovery. Yeah, I mean, all their other games are pretty much built around discovery of a different variety, but like, right? That's but- always been like, hey. Here's the story. Go explore the world and see what you find. It's just they've never made us go to a thousand planets to do it before. That, that that's exactly like my my thing is like the fact that this game is like so large in a in a sense. It makes me think that like you know they wanna they wanna <laughs> prove that like there was a purpose to making it that large i don't know because like if it is just like no man's sky like you know like 10 planets have out of a thousand have actually something cool on it then what's even the point of making it that big then just put in the 10 planets you know what i mean like we would yeah it's... we would be happy enough with 10 fucking planets that had shit on it because that's still cool enough to us you know what i mean i think as a as a you know society Sure, like, you know, when you compare that to the 60 quadrillion planets or whatever of No Man's Sky, it's a little less impressive, but also it would be more impressive in the sense that it's like, oh, no, these are fully, like, built-out planets. Like, this is cool. You know what I mean? No, I totally agree. That's why I said, like, a Mass Effect-style game would have been a better choice for, like, quality of game. You only do this if you want the the appeal of literally the number of a thousand. That's the only reason they're doing this. Right. And it's... But I think, though, is that they're shooting themselves in the foot if like okay yeah it's a thousand planets but only five of them have something cool on it like then they're shooting themselves in the foot because i think that that was a lot of the narrative around like the launch of no man's sky was like sure yeah this is a lot of fucking planets i've only visited two that have actually something neat on it you know what i mean 100 percent. but think about it from the dev perspective if you have a thousand planets right like that's that's going to be their their pitch they're making a thousand of them Right. They're not going to spend dev time on anything that isn't the curated path and make it fleshed out. Because that means there's a chance that a large percentage of your players are never going to find that planet. And you're not going to sink months of dev time into making a, a really cool, curated, built planet that 60% of your audience is never going to see. And I, and I fully agree with that. And that's why I'm saying the number is a, a way... Like, a waste of time in my head yeah if if that isn't the case which i'm sure it's not it just seems like a massive waste of like time because here's the thing right this is only the first starfield game so like you can have 10 full-size planets that you put a lot of shit into and is like you know like already way bigger than any of your previous games and that's interesting and will actually have like cool shit to look at whereas like just having the number a thousand sure that's an impressive number but again me as a player if i go to you know planet bling blong and there's nothing on it 
why, like what is keeping me from just like traveling to the just, just critical pathing it you know what i mean where it's like if you had a smaller number of planets for your first game it's still cool that you can explore the entire planet and there's more like opportunity for like quests to pop up on that planet and stuff like that that isn't just like you know what i'm assuming it's going to be which is like i said you go to planet blig blog and then maybe some pirates show up at some point and you have to fight them on the planet like just yep, just because it's their weird like created quest lines that they did for like skyrim and stuff where like random smaller shit would pop up in mm -hmm. the in the open world so uh, that's that's my thing with it because like you know you can get to that number eventually of a thousand and it's would be cool but like i don't think they needed to do that for this game so that's why i'm like i'm just wondering what the fuck is even the point of doing a thousand plants if you're not going to do something cooler than fucking no man's sky did because at that point i can just play no man's sky i mean sure you have like the rpg element of this but like mm -hmm. if i really wanted to travel to planets and look at planets there's already a fucking video game for that that does pretty much the same thing you're doing you know what i mean yeah i i don't know what they're doing with this like i'm 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 curious. I'm gonna wait and see, and then uh, when it inevitably goes on sale. For, I mean, this is the, this is we're gonna see this game for thirty years. So get you get used to it. Like again, we've been dealing with Skyrim since when did that game come out? Twenty yeah. ten. This game is maybe the the perfect example of why you should have Game Pass, because I'm <laughs> going to play this game on Game Pass, and if it's shit and another like cyberpunk slash like they're past mistakes like if it's, it's if it's anything like those i don't feel burned by it like i did by those games because i didn't spend 60 dollars on it yep i spent 15 you know what i mean so it's mm -hmm. like it's gonna be interesting <laughs> godspeed bethesda godspeed yeah and we, we will see when it comes out in q1 or q2 of next year <laughs> yeah um but that's, I think, where I'm going to call it today. We're already almost at, like, uh, 120. Oh, gee, yeah, we went long. Um, but, I mean, I think, you know, there was some stuff to actually talk about here. So, mm -hmm. it's, uh, I think, was a productive conversation. Um, and looking towards the future of video games. Brad, why don't you leave us with a little final statement on where you think video games are going? Oh, Jesus Christ. You <laughs> on On a philosophical level on a technical level that's a big question um, however you want to interpret the question you interpret it i mean if there's one sort of through line of all the announcements that we've seen of all the the new hardware coming out of you know sort of the the approach that a lot of developers are taking i think cross-platform is is going to be a thing moving forward regardless of your of anyone's personal opinion on it i think it just makes the most sense financially so get used to that uh, Bethesda's gonna keep doing Bethesda things. Uh, I don't like that, uh, that knockoff Dead Space was supposed to be in PUBG. That upsets me a little bit. <laughs> and, I mean, anybody who says there's no games coming out, I, I'm gonna show you this fucking list of, of titles and tell me there's no fucking <laughs> games coming out. It I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. <laughs>